What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Vola. Ray, my man, how we doing? Living the dream, man. Living the dream, like you said. Uh, pumped to talk some games. Uh, backs against the wall right now, uh, figuratively and really betting, betting wise, and Jets wise, everything. I've just been getting fucking dogged from all angles. So uh, let's try to get some winners today. Huh? Yeah, this is a uh, a massive week for our Jets. Obviously, it's must win on Thursday night football. Um, but before we get to that, let's recap some bets from last week. Right. It was a tough week for you and I, but you want to start us out? I mean, I put all my units in one basket, Jets money line, and uh, 58-yard field goal to tie, and he missed it. So that's tough. Um, yeah, it was just a honestly ugly-ass game. Um, just tough loss. That, uh, luckily, we were watching with Neil because it kind of made it feel a little bit better, but brutal fucking loss. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, Neil can't uh, – we can't overcome all things with Neil, but – can overcome a lot, huh? Yeah. Um, for me, I had a Tyler Lock at any time touchdown on Thursday night football. Ended up getting hurt, so I don't really count that one, even though it comes out of the bank account. Um, I had a seven point tease, and the game I said I was worried about Kansas City and Houston. I had minus six and a half, and of course, the game goes into overtime. They score the touchdown, but alless, they don't kick field goals in overtime anymore. So a brutal half point <laughs> loss there. So bad. So bad. Um, Philly covered for me one and a half and Atlanta covered 12 against New Orleans. But um, I knew that game was going to come back to fuck me. Um, that, one, that one really stung. That was a two and a half unit tease. And then I ended also losing my money line parlay. Buffalo took care of business against Miami. But Dallas, a brutal loss um, to Jacksonville. So one and a half uh, unit loss there for me, all five units down the drain. Um, Got to write the ship this week for Dean. Dean had jets uh, minus a half against the lions for two and a half units there. Took an L there, but did hit a nice, nice parlay with the dolphins plus seven and the 49ers minus three and a half for a 6.95 win for Dino which uh, it didn't get him out of the hole entirely, but it did move him back to down only six units in the NFL. He's coming. (laughs) Slow and steady. Right. All right. So that was uh, our recap for the bets. Let's get to some previews of the games and the game that we mentioned at the top. Massive game for the New York Jets. Thursday night football. Jacksonville coming into town. Supposed to be a sloppy, rainy night um, at MetLife. The Jets are a one-point favorite right now, Ray. You said it. Backs against the wall. It's must-win. What's the key for this game? Uh, I think it starts with we need Quinn Williams to play, like, badly. Um, our front did nothing against Detroit. They couldn't get any pressure besides Bryce Huff, who gets – I feel like he gets – like pressures every single time he's on the field and he also gets held like half the time on the field which is kind of crazy like every time he beats the tackle and they just like kind of close line him and fucking rip him down um but yeah Quinnen is just I feel like it's this was his first game he actually missed and just not him on the field is so glaring they had no interior pressure um definitely something I think they need to address in the offseason and in the draft they gotta get some more youth and uh explosion behind him on as on D tackles because uh Nathan Shepard isn't it Solomon Thomas, Solomon Thomas definitely isn't it. 
No, he's not. Um, yeah, so I think that's it starts with Quentin Williams and being able to generate pressure on Trevor Lawrence, who's been playing fucking like insane football right now. Probably top five to seven quarterback right uh, like the last few weeks. He's been killing it, which really sucks because Zach's been looking like shit. I think I declared Sunday I'm done with Zach, and that's not me either. I usually like to give my first round quarterbacks three years, but I'm just so fucking fed up. Um, sure he threw for a 300 yards, but a lot of those were just like the rolling out and just chucking it deep. And the Detroit secondary is abysmal and couldn't yeah. make a play on the ball. Um, he looks horrible in like in the confines of this offense. There's no timing, erratic accuracy. The fact that he still can't make a throw horizontal to the line of scrimmage. Like five yards away, it blows my mind. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's clearly in his own head. And then Jets offensively, too. We haven't been able to run the ball the last three weeks, which is really tough. We're, I think this is really showing how much we're missing um, Elijah Vera Tucker and Brees Hall. I feel like our offensive line is kind of beat up right now. They're not getting, they're not generating that same push up front. And if we want any chance in this game, in this rain game, we're going to need to be able to run the ball. So I think offensive line needs to show up big, but. It's a tough ask on a short week, so I don't know. It's gonna be a cl- it's gonna be a gritty ass game. It's gonna be close. I think the over under is set like thirty nine right now, so I think that should tell you what to expect with this game. Yeah, and this is a a massive game for for Jacksonville too. I mean, they're they're starting to get it rolling right now. They control the their Titan- own destiny. And the Titans, yeah, and the well, the Titans have lost four straight. Um, they've had massive wins the last two weeks against Tennessee, and obviously last week against Dallas in overtime. Um, and he mentioned Zach, obviously his first week back after a, a couple weeks of, of Mike white, um, he will be full go, but you said it He threw for 300 yards, but he had a pass of 50 yards of 41 of 33 and of 21. And that's almost half of his yardage right there. And one of those, play, and one of those plays was an insane catch from, from Garrett. That was not a good throw. And I think the other one that that Michael Carter play was absolutely ridiculous. That would have been that would have been a worse pick than the um the Sam Dartle against the Patriots in the end zone that one time. That was the when that happened, I remember like they were we were just like just chit chatting bullshitting and I just stopped immediately. I thought that was picked. I, th- I was getting ready to like break something in your apartment. I was so fucking livid. <laughs> Michael Carter bailed him out. I feel like the the deep one of Jeff Smith he had too, where like it was just like they he was just throwing it up and like the corners weren't making a play. They weren't really I mean, I know that last one to Elijah Moore is pretty impressive. The CG Uzama throw is pretty nice too, even though it hung up there a little bit. But it just—he has no touch on his balls either. It's kind of crazy. Like everything over the middle, he just zips at a hundred miles per hour, and it just fucking sails. It's just—I'm almost—I'm just over it, man. I'm over the sidearm shit. I'm over him, like planting his legs and like just trying to throw off his back foot. It's just so fucking annoying to see. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I'll I'll be the first to admit if he can maybe somehow turn it on, but I'm kind of out on him. Yeah, and you mentioned the run game. I mean, Donovan Knight looked great in the few weeks prior. Um, really struggled to get anything going on the ground. And for the Jags, last week against Dallas, they only they allowed 140 rushing yards, but they only allowed 3.8 yards of carry. Um, and they bottled up. The Titans pretty much too. Derrick Henry had a, a 50 yard run, but they held him pretty much in check for for most of that game too. When and uh, 
They took it to the Titans. It's not going to be an easy matchup. It's not the same old old Jags. And they got some weapons on offense, too. Um, I think we can cover their skill, guys, but that interior pressure that you mentioned, that has got to be there for, for the Jets. Yeah, they, if Quinton plays, it would be massive. And then also another matchup. I think, yeah, keep an eye on Evan Ingram. He's been really balling out the last few weeks. And uh, I feel like we're notorious for not being able to cover tight ends, especially what, do, given the fact that our corners have been playing so well and on the outside. But So I, I think I expect uh, Evan Ingram to get a lot of targets this game. Yeah, should be a good one. It's going to be a rainy one. The boys will be there. Not all the boys. Only We're the only two real Jet fans anymore. So sorry, Dean, you're not a Jet fan anymore. Uh, Dylan, not even going to apologize to you. You're a fucking pussy, so that's about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, let me just say this though. I mean, all all off season, all we'll talk about is just meaningful December games. Can't wait for meaningful December games. Why don't we get any primetime games? And we get a meaningful December primetime game at home. And one guy bails because he lost too much money, and another guy bails because it's supposed to fucking rain a little bit. It's a disgrace. Jet fans as a whole should be ashamed of themselves because of those two. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> fucking, I was I was embarrassed to be a Jet fan today. Oh, uh, real tough, real tough look from the, for the boys. Miserable. Yeah. Brutal. All right. Let's get to the second game. Uh, another big game with playoff implications. Uh, the Giants going to Minnesota. The Vikings, a three and a half point favorite right now. Um, Giants coming off a massive, massive win against the commanders last week that they desperately needed. I really thought they were going to fall out and that was kind of going to be their season. Um just almost in a landslide, but the Giants are still in it. Um, what do you think about this one? How do you think the Giants can hold up against this Vikings team who's really been struggling the last couple of weeks? I mean, the literally the only way the Giants can win is if they run the ball and win the turnover battle, which is how they won last week. Uh, Saquon, not the best game, 87 yards, but, I mean, Daniel Jones only threw for 160 yards on 32 attempts, which is just mind-blowing. So, I mean, this Giants team. I, I mean, they just outplay. They're out. They outplay their talent level every week in and week out. And yet, they give that credit to coaching and the scheme. They they know that they're limited in talent, and they just made the game plan as simple as possible to win. So, I think that's going to be that's their path to victory every week. Their defense is stingy enough where they keep them in the games. Uh, you got to win the turnover battle, and you just got to be able to run the ball. So, I think same story here. Right. Are you touching this line? Three and a half, right? Yeah. Uh I mean that line to me screams that um to lean the Giants, but I'm not touching that for like like no chance. No chance to touch that. Yeah, especially after last week with with Minnesota going down 33 to nothing in the first half and overcoming that. The Colts are so brutal. I mean, what a fucking joke. Yeah, any chance have, any chance Jeff coaching. Any chance Jeff Saturday had to uh Maybe keep that job was I think he's gone there. I mean, biggest uh, comeback in NFL history, which I, I don't even understand how it's possible to be honest. When we went to the uh, we went to the game, the college basketball game, I just I assumed that uh, it was over. I was like, oh, okay, Colts won, and then we would keep keep uh, keeping track of it. It was fucking crazy. But I mean, this let's be real. This Minnesota offense is good. They can um, they can win in both phases. They can run the ball really effectively uh, with Dalvin Cook. And Madison, and then they Kirk Cousins, when he doesn't turn the ball over and he gets it into Justin Jefferson's hands, anything's possible. So I think this offense is really good. I'm curious to see how the Giants game plan to try to contain Jefferson because 
I mean, their defense has been good all year, but they don't really have like a like a lockdown corner on that back end. So I'm assuming they're gonna uh, have to like double him a lot, you know, keep someone over the top at all times. But he's gonna get his. So yeah, I still I I mean, maybe they weren't expecting um to have such a, a strong season, but I really can't believe that they parted ways with with James Bradbury at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he would have been yeah. really really nice in this defense and. Obviously, it's it's a different scheme, and he's playing alongside way better players in Philly, but he's having an awesome season. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, yeah, would have been a, a really, really nice, a, not addition, but a guy to keep uh, for the Giants. Yeah, for Minnesota, I mean, I feel like they're such a different team at, at home, too. Um, obviously, that comeback was, was at home last week, but um, Kirk threw for over 400 yards. Like you said, that offense can get rolling when they need to. Uh, with KJ Jefferson had like, uh, not KJ, uh, KJ Osborne had like 150 yards too. So they got they got some dudes, but uh, one o'clock, one o'clock, Kirk though. Yeah, that, they're, they're start they're starting a real little bit. I'm worried about them when they get into the playoffs, but should be a good one. The Giants need it to uh to stay pace. They're in the sixth spot right now in the NFC playoffs. Um, I think they're pretty much in, to be honest. Three games left. I think they. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't three lock games. It, but... Three games in the tie is uh is kind of nice for them, honestly. Uh, obviously, a, a win would have helped, but yeah, um, that that tie because the Commanders are our game back of them with that their tie two in the seven spot, um, and then the Seahawks and Lions both seven and seven, but the Lions in the nine spot are at Carolina, home against Chicago, and then at Green Bay. Those are three winnable games for the Lions right now. I mean, yeah, Dark that, horse that, to get yeah, there. Those are your boys, so. They are. They hit, they hit my over, so. That defense, has been, that defense has been playing a little better. I know uh, the Jets' offense, uh, they score a little bit, but that defense, they can keep pace because that offense is deadly. Right. All right. Go on to the third game in our preview. Got the Cincinnati Bengals at New England Patriots. The Bengals a three and a half point favorite here. And what a absolute disaster for the New England Patriots last week with a Ramondre Stevenson 25 yard run basically to end out the clock. Pitches it to Jacoby Myers, throws it back to possibly Mac Jones in that vicinity, ends up in the hands of Chandler Jones, who just puts down Mac Jones so bad. The memes of that are amazing. Um, but they take a brutal loss there when they could have just <laughs> played it out in overtime. And the Bengals are rolling right now. Ray, what do you think about this game? You got to imagine that uh, that Bill's got some stuff for uh, for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bill at in, uh, in Gillette, it's, you have to assume he's going to scheme up some things. But this bank, like you said, this Bengals team is rolling right now. I, I'd almost argue they may be the best team in the AFC. I think obviously the clear clear top three. Um and Bill's gonna have I think more so than like game planning for Joe Burrow, he's gotta do something with the team. Like it's hard to come back after a loss like that. That's just I feel like that's a backbreaker almost. So I'm curious to see how he gets the team up for this game. Um I don't know, man. I'm just I'm not a, a believer in this Patriot team. I mean, I don't want to bet against Bill Belichick, but I just think this the Bengals are too good. I think they should. Uh, their offense is gonna uh, up their points, obviously, and this defense is very underrated. 
Uh, I think Sam Hubbard's out for a couple of weeks, so that could be a, a factor, but they still have Hendrickson, so yeah, uh, I like the Bengals. Hendrickson also got, uh, left this game, too. They lost both of them. I don't know what his status is. He's questionable, but what the fuck does that did even he, mean? Did he practice this week? Yeah, they they both left that game, which was which was rough for them, but like you said, their defense has really picked it up, and I kind of agree with you that they – Maybe they're, not, maybe they're not the best team in the AFC, but I feel like they might be the most complete team in the AFC right now in all phases. Um, I feel like I just know what I'm getting from Cincinnati week to week. Um, their playmakers are their playmakers are. I think they're they have the best playmakers in the in the AFC. I don't think it's really debatable. Yeah, that and that offensive line has really started to play well. And I mean, it was crazy what Joe Burrow was doing last year. With with the arguably one of the worst offensive lines in NFL history, um, and they hey they went out paid all that money to to three very solid players and their offensive line looks completely different now. Um, really nice for for Cincinnati and for New England. You said it. You're not a believer. I'm not a believer either. I think we were all on their under to start the year, and I think it was eight and a half. What a way to end the season. You're home against Cincinnati, you're home against Miami, and then you're at Buffalo. Absolutely brutal way to end the season. <laughs> that's, that's really rough. <laughs> um, but the Bengals right now in the three spot and with um, Lamar's uncertainty coming back, I think he may play this week, but who knows? Um, they are a game ahead of the Baltimore Ravens for the AFC North um, and I think they'll end up staying in that spot and um but could could possibly move up with uh just one game behind the Bills and the Chiefs. So should be a good one. Let's get to the fourth game in our preview. Got the Washington Commanders at San Francisco. Uh the 49ers a seven point favorite right now. And you mentioned Bengals being the hottest team in the AFC. The 49ers right now are arguably the hottest team in the NFC. They are rolling right now feel like they're playing their best football um, at this current moment with Brock Purdy. Um, he's looked great since he stepped in for Jimmy G. And I'd be really, I mean, if they roll into this playoff situation and Jimmy G comes back, you can't play him, right? You got to play the kid. If, if Purdy keeps playing the way he has been, I think it's his ball the rest of the way. But, I mean, at, at, at the same time, it's tough to ask a seventh-round rookie to keep this up. Um, if he stumbles a little bit in the playoffs, you might want might have to go to Jimmy G just because he's been there, done that. But dude, Purdy's been playing really, really well. He's looks so poised. Um, I know a lot of people attribute it attribute it to like being a four year starter on a team like Iowa State, who like doesn't have the most talent around him. So like he's kind of kind of used to being the guy, and now he has just immense talent around him. Got one of the best running backs in the league in McCaffrey. Um, and this offensive line, the scheme itself is just so quarterback friendly. So he's playing fucking insane. I think this is their game to win. Uh, I guess one thing I, I really want to see one chase, how chase young, uh, looks when he gets back. So, uh, that's one thing I, I'm curious to see how, if he gets back this week. Yeah, no Debo, um, obviously it's going to, going to really hurt them, but you said it, I mean, with Ayuk and with Kittle, they got enough weapon. They got enough weapons to get there, and this defense is just absolutely menacing. Yeah, it's... I mean, I didn't even mention the defense. This defense is fucking insane. Nick Bosa is not fair, dude. Yeah, that guy. That guy is the real fucking deal. They're allowing seventy-five rushing yards a game. 
Dude, their defensive front just fucking <laughs> kills absurd. people. It's so funny. Um, for Washington, it's I hate to say must win, but it almost feels like that. The way their season has kind of turned out. Um, they're at San Fran this week, obviously, and they're home against Cleveland, and then they're home against Dallas to end the to end the year. Um and just after I read the Lions schedule and um, I don't know, I have a feeling they may end up falling out. Um, the Seahawks are in the eight spot right now at seven and seven two. Um, they're at Kansas city this week and then they're home against the jets and then they're home against the Rams. So both of those, I feel like are more favorable than, uh, than the commanders, but they do have that tie um, that's keeping them ahead right now. So it's gonna be interesting. So yeah, I, I mean, I just think I just think the commanders, they're just not talented enough on offense, I feel like, to uh compete in a game like this. Like, I mean, Heineke's like fun and all, you know, I like rooting for the guy, but that offense itself, he doesn't have a supporting cast where I feel like he can thrive. It's not like Brock Purdy who has a elite elite talent around him. I mean, sure they have Terry McLaurin, uh Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, he, uh, but like off the lines, and it's just like a very offense where they kind of need a difference maker at quarterback to be in order, like to kind of like lift everyone else up. And he, I don't think Heineke is it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I respect. We've talked about it. I respect Heineke a lot. I think he's gritty as shit, and I think he's earned a contract this off season. Um, but yeah, going forward, I mean, you need somebody a little bit more dynamic because. I mean, you mentioned three pretty good receivers. Like that is a good core to to build around, and Brian Robinson's gotten it going a little bit this, this year. Um, I mean, Antonio... it's, a good, it's a good little core, but like, I don't know. It's it's not. It's I don't think it's like the Bengals or you know what I mean. Where like they're good, they're quality receivers, but I mean Heineke's still Heineke. I don't know how right. I don't know how dynamic of a core it is. Let's just say, especially like Curtis Samuel, I'm not like the biggest fan of him as a receiver, like a complete receiver, that is. Right. All right. We'll get to the last game in our preview. Big NFC East matchup. Um, Philly going to Dallas. The Cowboys a five-and-a-half point favorite right now. Um, Jalen Hurts got banged up last week. Said he may still play this week, so who knows? We might be preparing for, uh, for Minshew Mania. If Jalen does play... How do you see this one playing out um, after Philly took the uh, the first of these two matchups? Yeah, I mean, I, I love these. I think this, these teams match up really well uh, against each other. I feel like it's strength on strength. Uh, Philly's offensive line versus uh, the Cowboys' pass rush and defensive line. Uh, so I, I just think this, these make for really fucking good games, especially on a fucking a 425 slate on Christmas Eve. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I feel like Cowboys' offense is just – I feel like they're weird. Like they can when they when they're on, they're on, but sometimes they kind of like falter a little bit. So, um, curious to see how they could do against an Eagles defense like that has also been playing at as a top five level. This Eagles team is just so fucking good, man. They're so complete. Uh, everyone's been waiting for Hurts to have a hiccup, and he just hasn't at all playing at su- super high level. So maybe this injury f- either forces him out or really limits him. I'm assuming that's why. The, I mean, obviously that's why this line's. Uh, set it where it's at. So I think it really all comes down to Hertz and whether he's available and if he is, how compromised he is. Right. You mentioned that Cowboy offense, and I completely agree with you. Like 
I mean, even last week they they scored thirty four points, but there's sometimes in the games where they just like they look like they're inept on offense sometimes. And I don't know if it's like the lack of receiving core outside of CD, which I think will be a very very big test for them in this game, especially with that really really good Eagles secondary. Um, they got to get somebody else like established. They got to get Schultz going a little bit more. They got to get Gallup going a little bit more because they're very, very reliant on Zeke and Pollard right now. Um, and Dak can, Dak can let it loose. So, uh, free my man, Dak. Did, did I see uh, Tyron Smith play right? They put him at right tackle when he came back, or am I bugging? Did I see that on Twitter? Uh, I didn't see him playing right tackle, but maybe. I th- he's 77, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put him at right tackle, and they left uh, the rookie at left. Which they left Tyler Smith there? Yeah, it's fucking very, um, very intriguing. Uh, I'm curious to see if, if that's going to be the case going forward. I would assume so, but um, it's something I feel like just a little interesting tidbit to look at. Just they're move. They're I guess they want to build around the rookie. Just and he's probably healthier. So yeah, without hurts, how do you think this game plays out? You think Dallas just romps them? I don't think I feel like their defense. I feel like the I feel like their team is just too complete to ever get trounced. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I don't think they're going to get like 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 dog walked. But I mean, I I would assume that Dallas would be able to come out on top. But Garner Minshew, he's shown that he can play within an offense, and this offense is still insanely talented, dude. This offensive line, if they give, if they can, if the offensive line can win their battles and keep him upright, they they have a chance. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any way that the Cowboys could catch Philly. I think uh unlikely. Think. <laughs> yeah. With them sitting at 13 and 1. What uh, would the tiebreaker be <laughs> after uh head to head? Uh it's divisional. What are that do you any idea what uh what the matchups are right now? Uh well, they're undefeated in, in the division, aren't they? Oh yeah, so I guess yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, the Cowboys only have one loss. So then, if theoretically, if the, the Cowboys would have to win out and they, the Eagles would have to lose out, so I guess maybe the Cowboys would end up <clears throat> winning in that scenario, which would be funny as fuck. But I don't see it happening. Yeah, I think the Eagles are just gonna roll to that number one seed. But should be interesting. Got a lot of big games this week and a lot of big games down the stretch, especially. I mean. For the AFC and for the NFC, that that six seven spot are both up for grabs. I feel like it's uh it's gonna be a good last couple of weeks. I'm excited. Yeah, I just need the Jets to like make it interesting for me, please. I would love for that um week eighteen game to get flexed to a prime time, win it, winning it in between him them and the Dolphins. How sick would that be? That would be sick. I just hate the idea of us having to play a must win game in Miami. Yeah, I mean not ideal, but. Fuck, it'll put some hair on your chest. Yeah, I got a little bit. Huh? <laughs> All right. Should be a good week. That'll do it for our preview. Let's get to the main course. Let's get to some units. Let's talk some bets. Ray, I feel a big rebound coming for both of us. What do we got this week? Yeah, I'm just keeping it simple. I'm doing two, uh, two and a half on each. So my first is going to be Bengals money line at New England. Like I said, I think they're just too complete of a team. I think it's hard for New England to bounce back after a loss like that. 
Uh, them being on the road does scare me a little bit, but they're rolling, so I'll fucking lay the minus 180. So that's two and a half to win like 1.4. And then um, my second one is just a two-team parlay. Uh, Dallas minus four and a half versus Philly. Like I said, I'm gonna. I'm, this is just me banking on Hurts being out. And I think Dallas is just too good. I think they end up winning by a touchdown. And then fuck it. I just said screw it. I put Jets minus one in here too. Um, it's gonna be an ugly game. I think our defense is gonna be, be able to force a turnover or two against Jacksonville. I think that'll be the uh, difference here. Um, so that's plus two seventy two parlays so or two and a half to win six point eight units. Nice. That doesn't Don't even for it all. Yeah. Trying to get all those units back the last two weeks. Got it, bro. I like it. Uh, For Dean this week, Dean's got all five units on the Chargers, minus four and a half against the Colts. He said possibly uh, Joey Bosa coming back and Derwin healthy and no Jonathan Taylor. Going to be a stomp slash emotional hedge. Hey. Those yeah. were literally word for word. Yeah, no, he's, just, um, he's not a Jet fan, but it's fine. Yeah, so not going to the game and rooting for the Chargers to win. Um, just revoking his Jet fan. <laughs> Cocksucker. All right, I'll round this out here. Um, I got an eight-point tease. Decided not to go the double-digit route this week. I think it might be in my best interest. Uh, I got the Bengals plus four and a half against New England. Um, we said it. They're rolling. I don't see how New England can stop their offense. I got Atlanta plus 15 and a half. Just going back to the well, Atlanta covered for me last week. Uncertainty about Lamar playing this week. Um, and honestly, the way that team, the Raven, the way that this Ravens team has been playing, they're not good enough to beat anybody by more than 15 points. Are they speculating uh, that he's going to play? Do you know? Uh, I think he like practiced in a limited capacity this today. Um, is that a Christmas Day or Christmas Eve game? It is. I think it's Christmas Eve, but I'm not positive. Yeah, it's, it's um, yes, it's Christmas Eve game. Interesting. Um, and then I rounded out with uh, with San Fran, uh, money line pick basically against Washington. That's 1.5 units to win 1.5 units. Um, so yeah. Been struggling on my teasers though, so gotta get something going. And then I rounded it out with uh with three straight bets. I'm not a I'm not a straight guy normally, but no, man. you are not. Um I got one and a half units on Cleveland, minus two and a half against New Orleans. New Orleans is absolutely miserable and they can't stop the run right now. I feel like Nick Chubb's gonna go for 120 plus. Felt like Watson started to get going a little bit towards the end of the game last week. Um, so hopefully he just keeps that up. Obviously hasn't played football in a long time, but uh, I think this is a good line for for Cleveland and uh, will be a good win for them. So I got one and a half units there to win 1.3. I got the Lions money line against Carolina. Carolina scares me, honestly. They're feisty-ass team, um, even with no weapons, playing with Sam Darnold. Legitimately nothing to play for. But I love me some Dan Campbell, and I love me some some of the Detroit Lions, except for last week. Um, and I think they keep it rolling, honestly. And I think they get into the playoffs uh, as the seventh seed. So I got one unit on that. It's minus 148. Pay a little bit of juice, but I like the Lions to win outright in Carolina. And then I'm taking uh, the Vikings in an alternate line, minus two and a half against the Giants. I think this could be an ugly game. 
how the Giants always like to play. But I think there's just too much talent on offense for that Minnesota team. So that's one unit uh, minus 156. I like getting that down to two and a half. Yeah, it's paying a little juice, but you know what? Got to make some units back from last week. But, hey, we're still up for the year, so can't complain too much. I think I'm the only one who's up up for the year in the NFL right now. Boys are struggling. Yeah. Tough. All right, my friend. That'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our NFL preview. Stick with us next week. College football bowl games are in full swing. We're going to be talking some New Year's Six Bowls. We're going to be talking to playoff, maybe some senior bowl stuff, a couple new uh, acceptances, some transfer portal stuff, a lot happening in college football, especially leading up into draft season, which we are pumped for. So stay with us, guys, because we're going to have a lot of content coming for you guys. We love draft season, and we want to give you guys all the best. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season. Ray, appreciate you. See ya.